is the Equity Experience Podcast, a space created for every educator or school leader who is authentically pursuing equity and inclusion in their classrooms and schools. I'm your host, Dr. Carla Manning, and I welcome you. Hello, hello, good day, and welcome to another episode of the Equity Experience Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Carla Manning, and it is a blessing to be here. I hope you are well. I hope you and your families are well during this time of crisis that we are still experiencing. So my prayer is that you are well and let us all keep hope alive. I mean, these are very crucial times that we are living in, and I just really hope and pray that you are well and blessed. Before we begin the show, I would like to give a shout out to my listeners. I've checked my statistics on the podcast and it looks as if I have some global listeners. So I want to give a shout out to all of my listeners, of course, based here in the U.S., but then also listeners based in Canada, based in the U.K., based in the Philippines, in Ireland, in Singapore, Spain, Bahrain, and in Greece. So thank you all for listening. I hope you are really taking away some information from the podcast, and I'm glad that you're listening in. So thanks for tuning in. On today's episode, I want to share with you an announcement that came through my email a couple of weeks ago regarding some legislation that was passed that addresses mental health care uh, for young people. So I'm going to read this email in its entirety because I think the email really sums up in a very good way what this legislation is about. All right. So this was published on September 30th, 2020. And this comes from the NYU, New York University's McSilver Institute for Poverty Policy and Research. All right. Efforts by the NYU McSilver Institute for Poverty Policy and Research to inform policymakers about troubling trends in Black youth mental health reached an important milestone yesterday. When the House of Representatives passed H.R. 5469, the Pursuing Equity in Mental Health Act, legislation authored by Representative Bonnie Watson Coleman to address the disparities in access, care, and study of mental health issues among people of color. The bill, written following nine months of work by the Congressional Black Caucus Emergency Task Force on Black Youth Suicide and Mental Health, authorizes $805 million in grants and other funding to support research, improving the pipeline of culturally competent providers, build outreach programs that reduce stigma, and develop a training program for providers to effectively manage disparities. The Emergency Task Force sought to identify causes and solutions and empowered a working group of academic and practicing experts led by the NYU McSilver Institute and its executive director, Dr. Michael Lindsay. Last December, the group produced a report to the task force titled Ring the Alarm, the Crisis of Black Youth Suicide and Mental Health. Quote, suicide deaths and behaviors rising in Black children and teens in ways that we have not seen before and youth of color are especially vulnerable to mental health challenges as our nation grapples with the twin pandemics that are hitting our communities especially hard, COVID-19 and racism, said Dr. Lindsay. The Pursuing Equity and Mental Health Act of 2019 is a crucial first step to address these trends, bring much-needed funding and resources for all youth, and direct resources toward more clinical research and interventions. We are grateful to Representative Bonnie Watson-Coleman, the bill's co-sponsors, and the Congressional Black Caucus for taking action to save young lives. Quote, this is a huge step and one we've been building towards since launching the Emergency Task Force in April of 2019. 
When I began this work, it was out of a desire to bring federal resources to bear in what was clearly becoming a crisis. Resources for awareness, for research, for education, and more. That is what the Pursuing Equity and Mental Health Act is all about, said Representative Watson Coleman, who chaired the Emergency Task Force. We put together a working group of experts, released the report, and finally introduced this bill to ring the alarm and force everyone to pay attention. This bill would give us the tools to address mental health for all communities, and I am grateful to see it move to the Senate, end quote. Companion legislation has been introduced by Senators Bob Menendez from New Jersey, Cory Booker from New Jersey, and Catherine Cortez Masto from Nevada. So I'm going to definitely share the report in the show notes so that you can access it and read it at your leisure. So I definitely want to applaud and give a big shout out and salute to the senators, to Dr. Michael Lindsay, to Representative Bonnie Watson Coleman for doing this very, very necessary work. And as an educator and as a former educator, I should say, I am just extremely excited and very glad to see this. I think this has been long overdue and I'm very excited that legislation has been passed in order for resources, interventions, research and policymaking to address this very necessary issue of mental health. And so as people who are educators and who are involved in the education space, I want us to think about how are we currently addressing youth mental health needs? What are the conversations that you're having around mental health for our young people? And what is being done about it within your organizations or spaces? I'm a former teacher from the Chicago Public Schools. And I think about, you know, a couple of years ago, actually, I think it was last year when the teachers went on strike. And one of the issues that the CPS teachers were addressing was the fact that many schools did not have any social workers. And of course, social workers are trained professionals to address mental health needs of our young people, right? You know, they promote trauma-informed care, trauma-informed teaching, and engage in various activities with young people to support their mental health needs. Well, if schools don't even have social workers or may have one social worker to attend to the needs of 50 or 100 students within one school or within multiple schools, how are we effectively addressing the needs of our young people in regards to mental health? And we also know, particularly as folks who are educational researchers, we also know that when young people do not have their needs met in terms of mental health, we also see that there's what's called the school to prison pipeline. And so my argument is that when children do not have the effective resources that they need to attend to the mental health, it might be read as oppositional, defiant, even criminal. And then some schools and folks who operate within it may then feel the need to almost criminalize young people for their actions and behaviors, where if the mental health needs of that young person was attended to from the beginning, then we might not see these behaviors, these quote unquote outlandish and criminalizing behaviors for our young people. And so I'm just very, very glad to see this. And I really hope that this legislation really begins to initiate these necessary conversations within our communities around how do we effectively attend to the needs of our young people who need services regarding mental health, okay? It is no secret that many young kids who grow up in impoverished communities experience depression, anxiety, stress, and these concerns then lead to depression, lead to homicide, and even suicide. 
So I'm just very glad to see that legislation is being passed. Again, I'll definitely want to applaud Representative Bonnie Watson Coleman with Dr. Michael Lindsay and the Congressional Black Caucus Chair, Representative Karen Bass, because of their work with this task force and introducing this bill to the Senate. So again, hats off to you, Representative Bonnie Watson Coleman and Dr. Michael Lindsay. I am in strong support of this work. I am glad to read this announcement and share this with my podcast listeners, because if I had not seen this email, I don't know if I would have known about it. I did not see or hear about this in the news. It was not a trending topic on my social media, and I didn't hear or see any other piece of information that even referred to this. So I'm glad that I received this email, and I'm glad to share this information with you as my listeners. So again, it looks like there are some conversations that are taking place around addressing youth mental health, and it looks as if this legislation that was passed by the House is a necessary and an important first step. So again, thank you for doing this work at the NYU McSilver Institute. And I hope that this act and this legislation really begins to eventually close, address and close and minimize gaps within achievement, as well as disparities within discipline data as well. So thank you for listening. I hope that this information that I shared with you just furthers your knowledge around youth mental health. Thanks for tuning in. Again, thank you for my listeners who are now global. So I'm glad that you are tuning in as well. This has been another episode of the Equity Experience Podcast, where I've been your host, Dr. Carla Manning. If you are a school leader, a superintendent, a school district leader, if you are an executive director of nonprofit, of a nonprofit, I am currently offering professional development training services as well as strategy development services in the areas of diversity, equity, inclusion, culturally responsive education, as well as African-centered education. So I will also share a link for you to book a discovery call if you are interested in having a conversation with me further about this. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Dr. Carla Manning. Be well and be blessed. Thank you.